Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fro Anime Podcast, your one-stop shop for news on anime, games, and discussions. I'm your host, Dallas, and today will be an unorthodox episode. We're going to just jump straight into the subject matter, so that's right. That means no today I watched. That means no what's hot today in anime. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. So the subject matter this week is actually one of my favorite uh, topics to talk about and it's anime games. Now anime games have been a very large part of my life um, as a gamer, as an anime fan and just all around I, I love to play them every day, I love to talk about them all the time with my friends and everything like that. Now um, there are hundreds of anime games, multiple types of anime games. You've got the JRPGs, you got the fighting games, the, the strategy games, the turn-based games, the visual novel games. There's been anime games from every console you can think of. From the Game Boy Advance to the PlayStation 4 to the Nintendo 64, there's been anime games on pretty much every console you can think of. So today I thought we'd talk about some games that are coming out soon and some games that have already come out um, as of you know writing this podcast. So first up on the list is a pretty recently released game and it's a really popular game from a very popular franchise and that is Dragon Ball Z. I'm talking about none other than the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game that released on January 17th this year 2020. Um, So Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is a single player JRPG game that was developed by CyberConnect2. Now if you don't don't know who CyberConnect2 is they are the uh, developers behind the Naruto Storm games or Naruto Ultimate Ninja games I'll say because they developed everything from Naruto Ultimate Ninja 1 up to Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 so they've got they've done multiple PS2 games they've done the PSP games they've done the PS3 games the PS4 games um, and, and of course they've also done those same games on Xbox 360 and Xbox One as well um, so um, CyberConnect, they really know what they're doing when it comes to developing a game that can really showcase that anime spectacle that we all love to watch and see in our anime games. So um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is a single player JRPG. Um, it plays a lot like a three-dimensional version of uh, the old Booze Fury games or Legacy of Goku games on uh, Game Boy Advance. So if you ever played those, it has kind of a familiar feel to it. You walk around this overworld or you fly around this overworld and, you know, you you fight enemies. You level up your character to continue and play through the story of, you know, our beloved Dragon Ball Z franchise. For those of you who love Dragon Ball Z, like myself. Um, so um, going a little bit further into that, it's, it's a little button mashy as far as like the controls for the game are. I haven't really played too much of it. I played a little bit of it. Um, it's a JRPG game. Um, it's got really bud mashy com- combat, but like you kind of like mash up like square if you're on PlayStation a couple times, and then you'll, you press a button, then you press one of the triggers to use one of your ultimate moves, and that's pretty much how the combat goes for the game. Um, if you see it as a bud mashy, you might not you might not like it a lot. The way I kind of look at the game, it feels more like a real time RPG. So like it still plays like an RPG with the leveling the managing your health bar and your mana bar or you know in dragon Ball z they call it key um managing those two things you know uh playing the game getting this meter up and then you get your limit breaker your x factor or whatever you know they call it in jrpgs 
Um, so you still do the same things you would do in a normal turn-based game. The only difference is this game is played in real time. So when you think of it like that, it's, the mechanics kind of make more sense um, for the way it is. Um, like you still have, you know, your, your defend, you still have your use your potions when you're low on health, things like that. Um, now, and there are some cooler mechanics that come in later on in the game. I don't want to spoil anything if people haven't played the game. But as you progress through the game, it does become more open. Um, as far as things to do in the not just the overworld but things to do in combat um, you get a lot of a lot of unique bosses most of the boss uh, the big boss fights like the major villains Frieza Cell uh, you know yada 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 they're they have very unique boss fights um, in their own rights the game really reminds me of Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 3 in particular's adventure mode it kind of plays to me a lot like that so if you ever played that that's pretty that's pretty much how the adventuring in that game is you know it's not an open world game you kind of walk around the uh, different hubs of the game in like an open environment and you kind of walk around them and you play the games like that um, and then you go to this overworld map where you can pick another location and travel there um, moving right along oh and that game is available on PlayStation 4 Xbox one and Windows so moving right along we have another popular Shonen Jump series and that is One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 is not out yet, but it will come out on March 26, 2020 in Japan, and it will be released worldwide the next day on the 27th. Now, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, um, if you don't know it, is the fourth game in the series. Um, but no, it's, it's a single-player beat-em-up game that has a multiplayer mode. Um, but the main focus of this game is the um, single-player mode. So it's a beat-em-up. It plays a lot like if you ever played the old uh, Samurai Warriors Orochi games or the Dynasty Warrior games, which are probably the more popular franchise, um, then you'll feel right at home playing this game. It's actually developed by the same people who developed that game, uh, Megaforce. So the game plays like a, a typical Dynasty Warriors game. They put they drop you in this setting where you got it's like one versus 100 people. Basically, you're Luffy or one of the other 40 characters that are playable in this game. And you use that character and you go basically slaughtering hundreds of enemies in your path until you get to the main like boss in the area. Then you fight them and then you kind of do the same thing. And there's a little story that they do tell you while you're playing the game. Um, in this game in particular, it is the fourth, the fourth game in the series. So it doesn't start from the beginning. It adapts the story arcs. Forgive me if I get these uh, pronunciations wrong. I'm not a, a One Piece fan that that much. I've watched like the first hundred episodes or so, but not not enough to know all these names perfectly. So the, it, it adopts the Alabasta arc, the Ennis Lobby arc, the Marineford arc, the Dressrosa arc, the Whole Cake Island arc, and the Wano Country arc. Those are the arcs that it adapts from the One Piece manga. Now, in One Piece uh, Power Warriors 4, since this is not the first game in the series, this, this is uh, the fourth, it does have some new modes and things like that. One of the new modes that it has is uh, Titan Mode. It's a more strategic mode where you will fight boss-sized enemies, like really, really large enemies. And this mode relies more on like skill and strategic positioning rather than just uh, playing the game old beat-em-up style. So you have to really think about how you're going to defend and dodge and things like that. And like I said earlier, this game does have a roster of over 40 characters. It's available on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Windows PC. So, coming up next is One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows. It releases on February 27th, 2020 in Japan, and the next day on the 28th worldwide. This one is developed by Spike Chunsoft. 
um, they've developed a numerous amount of anime games in the past including like uh, older Dragon Ball Z games but the one they're, they're probably known for today is Jump Force so there's not too much known about this game despite it being released in about three weeks from now um, so I'll tell you guys what I do know about this game so it is a 3d arena fighter that um, focuses on an original story told about a character you create so it's kind of like a jump force or xenoverse style or where you create your own character and you interact with the other characters in the show and it, the story basically revolves around you um, it kind of puts you in the action of all of the major events that happen in season one of one punch man so like um the the, the sea king and the I don't even remember all the villains in uh, season one of One Punch Man, and I love One Punch Man season one. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it'll put throw you right there in the middle of some of the major events that happen during uh, those fights. Um, but you'll, it'll kind of be told from uh, your perspective as a uh, upcoming hero, you know, kind of interacting with everything going around the, the Saitama stuff that happened in season one. Um, you'll basically take on missions, try to raise your rank to become the S ranked hero just like everyone else is doing so it kind of has that uh spike chunsoft uh sprinkling of seasoning in there that they usually do in their uh creative character games now a unique feature about this game is the uh the timer the hero timer i'll call it because it's uh predominantly available when you pick saitama on your team in a versus battle but in some stages in the story mode it'll be your character fending off a villain while one of the main characters from the series uh, arrives to help you finish them off um, so what I'm talking about is when you pick Saitama or in the other aforementioned situations, um, you'll be fighting a character and there'll be a timer in your top left of your screen that basically counts down until your character um, receives backup, basically. So um, and anything you do, like every time you just guard or block or do a cool combo, um, that timer gets, uh, it gets cut down shorter. Now, the original purpose of the timer actually is so when you go in multiplayer online, you can use Saitama because you know once Saitama arrives um, he takes no damage everything every damage is relegated to one point of damage and any attack he does on someone who is not another Saitama will be an instant kill for them so they kind of did that to balance it out you have to wait two minutes of game time I think it is um, before Saitama arrives on your team and in the meantime you're still left you're left with uh it's a 3v3 fighting game I should have started with that but you're left with um, only your two characters versus their three. And if your two characters lose before Satama gets there, then you effectively lose that match. So it was a good balancing act they did. I don't know how well that's going to work personally. I don't think it is going to work. But only time will tell. Now, the cool thing about that timer, like I said, is in uh, story mode, you can have your character fending off a villain that's way stronger than you are. But um, you will have to basically fend them off. And it gives you a kind of sense of, I gotta hold them off until the back arrives and helps me defeat this villain. Kind of a, gives them more of a, uh, a point of tension for the the story, I guess. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm not really looking too forward to seeing a bunch of Saitamas online. That that's not really gonna be fun. So yeah, it's a 3D arena fighter that comes out on February 28th worldwide uh, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Next up, now when I heard about this game, I was really excited. I saw an anime trailer for it that looked absolutely amazing. It looked on par 
with Persona 5's uh, anime trailers and cutscenes, I was absolutely blown away by it. And I gotta say, after seeing actual gameplay of it, I am very disappointed. Um, I still have a lot of hope for this game, to be honest, um, because I still like the gameplay style. It's just not what I initially thought it was going to be. Now, I'm talking about Digimon Survive. Um, it was supposed to release um, uh, holiday season 2019, about November, December 2019, but it was delayed until uh, sometime this year, 2020. So I have no idea when it's gonna come out. And I tried to get a little bit of uh, information on the developers of uh, Witchcraft Studios, but I actually couldn't find anything. So I really, they really left me in the dark when I was trying to find out more information about this game. Cause I'm, I'm a big Digimon fan. Um, not as big as a Pokemon fan, but definitely a very huge Digimon fan. So every time I hear about a Digimon game, I always jump to try to play them. I love Digimon a lot. Now, this game is a tactical RPG. It's turn-based, um, and it plays kind of like, if you ever played the PC or PlayStation game, uh, Pox Nora, um, it plays very similar to that. So it's a turn-based, grid-based uh, strategy game. Um, you move your Digimons um, a certain amount of grid spaces forward, and then it allows you to give you the opportunity to attack and then it kind of it follows the same sequence there's like elemental uh, defenses um, and things like or elemental weaknesses and certain uh, different basic run-of-the-mill turn-based uh, elements in the game now it does look like a kind of like a browser-based or mobile game and it's supposed to be a full console game so um, that's very interesting to me it's 2.5d uh, grid based isometric uh, game now the story is told like a visual novel style so um it's told kind of like you got the, the anime stills where they talk and you, know, you see their mouths moving um but the cool thing about this that most anime visual novel style games don't give us is that you have different dialogue options for some scenes that you can see if you look at um the gameplay trailers now I'm going to read you guys a very short description of the story just give you guys an idea of the premise of this game the story to me is probably my favorite thing about it because the story seems pretty cool and then given that I watched the uh, anime trailer for it as well it looked pretty cool so the story takes place during an extracurricular camp over the summer the main character Takuma and his two high school friends Aoi and Minoru go to an infamous local shrine to learn more about this mysterious legend, the tale of Kinemogami. While exploring the shine, Takuma meets a pink monster, Koromon. Before they can get acquainted, piercing screams fill the air. Rushing towards them, Takuma and Koromon come across a group of monsters, attacking Takuma's classmates. As Takuma tries to save them, Koromon transforms into Agumon, and together they manage to scare the monsters away. The immediate threat gone, they soon realize they are far from safe, finding themselves transported to a new strange world. So that's the description of the story for Digimon Survive. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I wish I could give you guys more information, but I really don't have any. Um, there hasn't been, really been any released. Hopefully they will give us some new trailers or something because I'm really looking forward to this game personally. Um, it comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and Windows PC. So that's one that I'm personally looking forward to a lot. So up until this point, every game I've mentioned has been uh, published by Bandai Namco. Um, the next game on our list is not. 
which is a first because Bandai Namco pretty much has a monopoly on like 99% of anime games besides like Fairy Tale and Attack on Titan. Um, so this game is Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale will release March 19th, 2020 worldwide, and is developed by Gus Studios. They are the developers for the Atelier uh, Alchemist series of RPGs and a lot of other games as well. So going right into it, this game takes place after the seven year time skip in Fairy Tale in the middle of the series, and it will adapt the Tenryu arc, the Grand Magic Games arc, and the Tartars arc. So I'm 100% most excited about the Grand Magic Games arc. I love tournament arcs. Um, that's actually where I stopped watching Fairy Tale. So I have no idea what happens after that in the Tartars arc or, you know, whatever happens in Fairy Tale Zero or whatever, whatever. But I just know that the Grand Magic Games arc, I'm 100% there for that. Um, so let's go ahead and get on to some gameplay. Um, the game has over 10 playable characters. Um, it's an RPG or it's a JRPG and it's turn-based. It gives you a party of five and it's standard, it's standard a JRPG turn-based system like Persona or Pokemon or whatever, whatever. But the one thing that they have this and this one, it's got a three by three grid where certain moves you do attack in certain grid patterns. So you have to really be a little bit more strategic um, as far as like which attacks will attack which opponent in any certain grid, as well as be mindful of their independent elemental weaknesses as well. So the game has an open hub. It's not an open world game, but it has different hubs. Um, you start in the, cent the central city of Magnolia and then you explore outward from there but everything always goes back to the central hub of Magnolia the main city which the fairy tale guild is located um, the new fairy tale game comes out on PlayStation 4 Xbox one switch and Windows PC so next up we have sword art online Alicization Licorice I'm 100% sure I pronounced that name uh, at the end wrong but it's developed by Akira Studios. They've developed all the other Sword Art Online games. So um, you've got Hollow Realization, Hollow Fragment, A Lost Song, um, XL World versus SAO, and Fatal Bullet. They developed all of those. And this game follows the story of season three of SAO, Alicization, um, which takes place uh, with Kirito going to the Underworld game to do stuff i don't want to spoil the anime or the game if you haven't seen it seen the anime yet um also if you haven't seen the anime yet i advise you do not watch the trailer for this game because it will 100 percent definitely spoil something for you um so this game comes out on ps4 xbox one and windows pc now one thing i was trying to find out that i'm not sure about is if this game follows the game canon or if it's a separate side story because in the game canon which starts act infinity moment which is a game developed by akira studios on the playstation portable which was like 15 years ago wow that is a long time ago but um yeah so infinity moment was the game that started the entire game canon it had kirito basically i'm gonna give you guys a really quick rundown of just the game canon's seo games um so it has kirito cleared the first 50 floors and then after that the game kind of glitches and drops like Leafa, his sister, into the game in the original Ancrad. And then it has them going through. And basically, at 50 floors, they kill Heathcliff like they do in the original series. But the game doesn't end there like it should have. 
on floor 75 they have to still clear the other 25 floors um to and clear all 100 floors to win the game um so after they kill heathcliff they go on to do that and um that's kind of where the game ends and then hollow fragment picks up on floor 75 right after they beat heathcliff um and in this game you know you have kirito basically uh trying to clear the floors but then there's this, this mysterious girl uh, named Straya that pops up and he's trying to figure out who she is um, and why she doesn't have her memory and things like that and then at the same time he has to do this new area of the game called the hollow area where you see a girl named Philia where they those two have to go through the game together to um, figure out what the hollow area is how is the hollow area connected to Straya this other mysterious girl that came out of nowhere and as you progress through that game, they they drop other characters into the game that shouldn't be there, like uh, Sinon's dropped into the game, and um, basically all the cast from the SEO franchise is kind of dropped in up, up to that point where they're trying to figure out what's going on in the game. And they clear eventually they do clear all 100 floors and they get out of the game, and then they kind of it's a little time skip, like two years time skip, and then Sword Art Online Lost Song takes place. Lost Song takes place um, in the game Outline Online, which is like season two. So it, the game does follow, the games do follow the uh, progression of the Sword Art Online story, but in a non-canon way. Um, so, you know, you have them going through Outline Online and those things happen. And then somehow they end up back in Ancrad um, in the next Hollow Realization. Um, all, this is all still going according to the game's canon, not the, the anime or manga's canon. And then they eventually end up in Fatal Bullet, uh, or they end up in Gungale Online, which is where it's the game Fatal Bullet takes place. And in that game, they they do other things. I don't want to spoil that game because it's, it's not new, but it's the most recent game. Um, so you have all these games that take place in their own canon. And then you have Sword Art Online, Alicization, Licorice, which it doesn't look like it takes place in that same game canon. Um, but like I said, we don't have enough to really say for sure if it does or doesn't. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this is going to be an off game, like a, like a outlier where it's going to take place in its own individual independent universe, uh, a separate from the rest of the game canon and the manga story canon, but we'll see as time goes on. Um, there wasn't really too much to talk about this game. So I kind of gave you guys a background on just the sort of online game franchise in general, because if you want to play any of the SEO games, I would definitely start with. If you can somehow get your hands on Infinity Moment, I'll play. It's a really good game. Um, it's mostly text-based, though, to be honest. But if you can't, then definitely start with Hollow Refragment on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's a re it's a remaster of the original Hollow Fragment game, and work your way through. So, once again, SAO Alicization Licorice releases May 22nd worldwide on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Now, moving right along, we have uh, a really anticipated game by a lot of people. Um, My Hero Academia's One's Justice 2. Now, the first game released um, back in 2018, so it hasn't even been that long since we got the first one. Uh, I didn't think that the game was uh, all that popular. I'd never heard anybody talk about it, but apparently it was enough to get a second season or a second game. And that's probably due to the anime's popularity. So the game adapts seasons three and four of the anime. It is a 3D arena fighter developed by Bandai Namco Games. And this is not so they, they're developing and publishing this game, which they, they only do this with some of their more popular franchises like uh, Tekken. They're not de developing it solely. They're developing alongside another studio. 
but they do are putting their hand into this one so this game releases on march 12 2020 in japan and march 13th worldwide um and this game like i said that seasons three and four of the anime if you want to see the first two seasons adopted by game then you should definitely play my hero academia one's justice number one which came out on ps4 xbox one and it's coming out on the switch soon i think um so it's a 3d arena fighter it plays very similar to the spike chunsoft games like storm and jump force but with a more rock paper scissors element so in this game you have you have two buttons that are your quirks yeah you have quirk one your quirk two and then you if you tilt your analog stick and do quirk your, your first quirk you do a third quirk so you have uh, all together you have three quirks that you can use from any of your characters any of our heroes or villains and then you have um, what you have your throws and throws kind of break standard or they break they break guards and then you have heavy attacks which are quicker than throws or slower than throws but they're they power through normal attacks and then you have normal attacks which are quick but they are they're weak to to heavy attacks but they also are faster so they can break a throw so it's kind of like a rock paper scissors thing going on there um, other than that you have your ultimates your uh, EX moves like stuff like that um, the game you have a meter where once it fills up you can do your plus ultra attack and it's, it's a pretty standard arena fighter that has um, all the bells and whistles of an anime arena fighter now one cool thing about this game uh, is that it kind of does it does what uh, the original Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm did and unless you go actually fight on the walls and like you can knock your opponent into the wall they can get stuck and things like that now in my hero academia one's justice 2 you actually have a new mechanic where you can uh break the environment the environment can be destroyed there was a little bit of that in like one stage i think it was a classroom stage on the original my hero academia game but in this one it's, it's a lot more prominent um so yeah my hero academia one's justice comes out march 13th on ps4 xbox one switch and pc that was the last game that is uh coming out soon so i do appreciate you guys for listening and that will be all in part one of this two-part podcast about anime games so thank you all for listening and i hope you guys really enjoyed this you can uh follow us on twitter and instagram at the fro anime podcast and i appreciate you guys for watching i'll see you guys next time